Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world written by our correspondents at the Times of London. I'm Nick Ellaby. And I'm Jenny Barsby. Coming up on today's podcast, a mass shooting in Germany leaves seven dead, including a seven-month-old unborn baby. Also, why we need a space treaty to help clean up, well, space. We start with a mass shooting in the German city of Hamburg, which at the time of recording has left four men, two women and an unborn baby dead. The gunman, a 35-year-old German citizen, opened fire with a semi-automatic weapon at a meeting of Jehovah's Witnesses. Jonathan Clayton is in Hamburg for the Times. I spoke to him earlier. He told us it could have been much worse than it was. He uh, burst through the door and killed several people and would have killed many, many more, except that uh, heavily armed police returning uh, home after a stint uh, in the neighbourhood protecting a a consulate happened to get the emergency call and were were on the scene within seconds. And uh, he fled upstairs to the first floor and then turned the gun on himself. Police in Germany say the shooter had left the congregation a year and a half ago, but not on good terms. Despite this, authorities have not confirmed a motive for the attack, though they have ruled out any political reason. Police also revealed they'd been sent an anonymous letter in January saying the attacker should not be allowed to have weapons and he might be suffering from mental illness. Yeah, and this prompted officers to visit his apartment in February to perform a check. But as they found him to be cooperative, they decided not to remove his weapon. Earlier, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said he'd been left speechless by the tragedy. It is feared that further victims will succumb to their severe injuries. We are stunned by this violence. My thoughts are with the victims and their families in these difficult hours. We mourn for those who were so brutally torn from life. Now, Nick, you heard Chancellor Schultz mention the wounded there. Eight people were hurt in this shooting, four of them seriously. But their treatment is actually complicated by their religion. I asked the Times religious affairs correspondent Kaya Burgess to explain. They do refuse blood transfusions. They cite certain passages in the Bible where there are, there are commands not to consume blood, which generally means to sort of eat or drink it as a form of sustenance, but they have interpreted this to mean that the Jehovah's Witnesses should not accept blood transfusions, which of course can be, can be extremely difficult as be, because they can be life-saving, of course, if a lot of blood has been lost in a traumatic incident, a road traffic collision, a shooting, of course. So 
doctors do have to respect patients' wishes and have to be very careful at trying to find alternative ways to, to treat and to save lives where there is an objection to using blood. The world needs a new space treaty to prevent the Earth's orbit from becoming clogged up with debris. Yeah, that's what a group of scientists from the University of Plymouth in the UK and Caltech in the US are saying. They think we need to learn the lessons from the way our seas have become awash with bits of plastic and act now to save space from becoming unmanageable. So I caught up with The Times science editor, the wonderful Tom Whipple, and asked him... What's up there? There's all sorts of junk up there. There is the detritus of, you know, 50, 60 years of humans going up into space. An estimated 130 million objects greater than a millimetre wide are currently in various orbits around the Earth. And the problem with these is they're going quite fast. How fast? You're talking about you know, a collision velocity um, between two objects of perhaps you know, 10 kilometres a second. So if you've got something about a centimetre across hitting you at that, then it's an energy equivalent to a grenade going off. Wow. So best avoid any more of this junk. Tom, tell me about this treaty and what will it be able to achieve? The idea would be to formalise that if you put up a satellite, you have to have a plan in place for getting it down. The other bit of it is get, getting some kind of uh, legislation or formalism in place so that you are having formalised cooperation between companies and between countries so that you know that they're all talking to each other. And you're something a bit like with the air traffic control system that we have across the world. You know exactly where things are and who to call. Like some of them, there's been, there's been examples of satellites that have been on collision courses for each other. And it's simply been a matter of trying to find out the telephone number to call so that they can avoid each other. And that, that has, has happened, but it hasn't happened in a remotely systematic fashion. Preparations are taking place for the 95th Academy Awards in LA this weekend, but one man who's been unable to back himself a place at the event for the second year in a row is Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky. Since Russia invaded Ukraine, Mr Zelensky's popped up all over the world, either in person, addressing the UK Parliament, meeting President Joe Biden in Washington, or virtually. He was given a platform at the Golden Globes, the Grammys and at the Cannes Film Festival. But he's now been, in the words of the Times of London, snubbed by the organisers of the Oscars. Last year's producer of the awards, Will Parker, had expressed concern over Zelensky speaking because other wars involving people of colour had not had the same attention. Now, it's not known if that reason holds for this year. And the Times is holding an online poll on this. At the time of recording, 69% of pollsters agreed President Zelensky should be allowed to speak at the Oscars. Football's English Premier League, Newcastle United's Saudi Arabian owners will strengthen the link between them and the football club 
by having another shirt in Saudi colours next season. The country's public investment fund, which owns 80% of Newcastle, is looking to make them the most popular team in the Middle East. So hang on, is this club owned by the Saudi government or not? It's something we did touch on in last week's podcast. Well, this is the thing. At the time of the PIF's £305 million takeover back in October 2021, the head of which is Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, the Premier League was given legally binding assurances the state will not be in charge of the club. Now, though, more sponsorship deals have been done between Saudi businesses and Newcastle United, and the Times has learnt the white and green colours of Saudi Arabia will again be used for the club's away strip next season. It's likely to be controversial once more, as it was this season. Amnesty International UK has been highly critical of the country's human rights record. You can read more in the Times Chief Sports Reporter Martin Ziegler's piece up on the website. So I've come down to the bustling Times newsroom to speak to the foreign editor, Mike Smith. Mike, what are you looking at for tomorrow? We're looking at Ron DeSantis, the Florida governor. He's in Iowa today. That's very symbolic. He's there to campaign uh, unofficially for the presidency. Uh, Iowa is the first state that will uh, choose uh, the Republican uh, candidate for next year's election. Uh, Very significantly, he's also there several days ahead of Donald Trump, who will not be happy at the comparison. And before we go, I've just got time to draw your attention to some great news coming out of Egypt. The country's prime minister is making it easier for people to buy citizenship in an attempt to ease Egypt's economic crisis and attract foreign money into the country. So he's decided to lower the criteria to qualify for a passport, reducing the cost, Nick, from $750,000 to a mere 500000 Well, that still rules me out, I'm afraid. Well, don't despair, though. Don't despair. There is another way. You can also buy state-owned property worth at least $300,000 or investing $350,000 in projects alongside a $100,000 deposit in the state treasury. I can see by your face that's not going to work either, is it? No. Looks like my Egyptian dream is over. Oh, Nick. And that's it for today's World in 10. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.